Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one. We're live. Hey folks, welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk TV with Lucita, Robert, and Sensei Wayne Riley. It is the 9th of July, 2017, and Bob is not with us right now. He's going to be calling us a little bit later, but uh, I do have on the line with us Sensei Wayne Riley. Sensei Wayne, how are you doing hey, today? Hey, I'm doing hey, good. How are you hey. doing? Really good. So stay tuned, folks, because at about 6.30 Pacific time, we are going to be talking about what makes a master. <laughs> you see the air quotes, folks? What makes a master? Um, and our phone lines are going to open at 6.30 Pacific time, and there's our number, 347-677-0699. Write this down, folks. In fact, you know, if you're a fan of the show, put it in your phone, 347 <laughs> Zero six nine nine. All right, so Sifu Bob is Uber driving someone to LAX right now, so he's gonna call when he is done. So Wayne, how are things going in your neck of the woods, man? Hey, things are going great. Things are going great. Right Nothing on. bad at all. The, the uh, new dojo is going good. Uh, getting a few students in there, and uh, place nice. is looking fantastic, and everything's going good right now. How about yourself? Nice. No. Uh, really good, really good. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure our listeners are curious about uh, the new dojo. So, how long ago did you open, and how much square footage do you have, and all that other good stuff? And tell our listeners what style of karate you teach. Also, um, we've got about uh, right about two thousand and uh, and ten square feet. It's not a Whoa. big dojo. But it's, uh, it's, big it's, it's decent size. Yeah, it's big enough. It's big enough. Yeah. But uh, it's going good. Yeah. It's going really good. Um, been uh, doing a lot of decorating and, and making it look like a dojo. And, and it, 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 nice. it's like my home away from home. I hear you. I think I'm, in fact, I know I'm at my school uh, longer than home. I just come home to sleep. And sometimes to do the show, like I am today, <laughs> the internet died <laughs> at my school. I was going to do the show from um, from the from the dojo, but then the internet died, and I couldn't get it. Like, so I'm like, uh, oh, I got to rush home and and stuff like that. But yeah. So now, what style karate? Uh, what style of karate do you, do you teach so our listeners now? Um, normally, I teach uh, Ishinru, but uh, mm-hmm. I have changed styles, and I'm now teaching Shorinru. 
um, oh, nice. which is actually, you know, what uh, Ishinur is derived from is is from uh, is from uh, Shorner and Gojiru. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm teaching straight up just traditional Okinawan Shorner, Matsumura Shorner. Nice. Very cool. Now, 2010 or whatever, 2,000 square feet, that's, it's big enough because my first yeah, commercial dojo was only, my first commercial dojo was only like a little over 1,000 square feet. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I actually have two rooms. Oh, nice. Um, I have nice. Each each one's roughly uh, right close to a thousand square feet. So, but uh-huh. uh, but my front room, I have you know I have my my sitting area for you know parents and spectators, and I have a little uh-huh. greeting area up front and things like that. And then uh, uh-huh. we've got that front front area is padded with the mirrors and things like that. In the back area, we have exercise equipment, uh, place that uh, you can go if you just want to work on kata by yourself or techniques by yourself you can go back there and work on it we've got a macuar and bags and things like that back there so nice. uh you know it's more for personal training you know if you're by yourself or one other person you know it's nice mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's all hardwood floor it's really nice very cool very cool now how just out of curiosity and and Anyone out there that's ever opened a, a dojang or a guan or a, a dojo or an MMA gym or a sumo stable or whatever, you know it takes some work. How long did it take you from signing that lease and getting those, those keys in your hot little hand um, and opening those doors to getting it ready on the inside for a grand opening? Five weeks. Five weeks. That's it. Wow. That's it. Very cool. And uh, my, my son and I did all the work. Um, it used to be a tattoo parlor and, uh, oh, they nice. had little cubbies. <laughs> yeah. They had little cubbies, built, you know, where you can go and get your tattoo done and things. And, uh, my son came in and tore all that out for me and, and, uh, got it all fixed up and we painted it and brought all of our stuff in and put it in there and, uh, made it a dojo. Nice. That's, that's badass. <laughs> tattoo parlor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! The place was like a lime green, and they had black paint splattered everywhere, all over the walls. Uh, the white ceiling tiles had black paint splattered all over it. It was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was their their decor theme or or what have you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It was pretty wild. You know, we yeah, were kind of hesitant at first, but. Uh, I told I told my instructor I said you yeah, don't worry about it I'm a, you know I'm a carpenter and a master painter I said I can handle all that it's no big deal so, uh, so you had I did all the work over myself black pink? yes <laughs> and lime green does, and lime how does one do that well I, you know if you're a master painter the painters out there they have the secrets folks so yeah you know, just got just takes a lot like of a lot of coats a lot of coats and a lot of patience. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> I had a friend who was a painter and she yeah, she she bless her heart, um, did a couple of our our dojos because we we've moved like four or five times since since our first uh commercial yes, incarnation. But but uh you know, it really helps to have someone that knows what they're doing, you know, because prior yeah. to that, you know, uh, with my first dojo I tried doing the you know paint and stuff myself and I suck <laughs> I just suck <laughs> so <laughs> alright well I think it's time to get on with the show so first days 
Um, we've got, let me get my secondary screen here. On the 10th, that's tomorrow, we've got David Lockhart and Angel Velasquez. On the 11th, we've got Greg Woldridge. On the 12th, we've got Bobby Wood. I almost said that <laughs> because this was Bob writing this. He writes, 713, Recita de Jesus. That's me. So, yay. Next week's my birthday. And on the 14th, we got Tommy Bogansky and Alberto Crane. And on the 15th, we Felix Macias. So, for everybody having a birthday this week, this tune is for you. From the Gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains, we hope your birthday's excellente. You are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Cause today is your day, hola. You deserve a grand fiesta, and later on fiesta, and the best of everything. birthday everyone make it a great birthday week all right so do you have any uh, cool events or anything like that happening on your your end there sensei wayne did i drop wayne <laughs> wayne oh here let's bring up your mic <laughs> <laughs> sorry wayne let's bring up that your would mic. help <laughs> yeah that would help so, do you have any cool events or happenings going on in your neck of the woods there? Today is my wedding anniversary. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, what's going on with that, buddy? Uh, nothing much. We didn't. Uh, we didn't do anything. We're just sitting at home and and just chilling. Um, oh, nice. But uh, yeah, yeah. I've been married to uh, my beautiful wife Angela for 13 years. Woo! Right on. Congrats, brother. Right on. Hey, we've got our other co-host. We got Bob oh, on the line with us. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. Going, I you was went through the birthdays. You went through your birthday and Greg's birthday, right? Yes. Good, yeah. good. I'm concerned about that. Wayne, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, you know what? I've I've done shows during our anniversary, birthdays, uh, you name it. I've done shows. I I was teaching class an hour after my firstborn was born. <laughs> and she and she didn't find out for like 15 years. That's what I was doing. <laughs> well, 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 so, I mean, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so what did she think was going on? <laughs> I told her, because I hadn't been able to let my class know that I was busy, and uh, we had the baby at like 4.20. My class was at 5. I said, honey, I'm going to let you rest. I acted like the concerned father I was, <laughs> even though you do know that I was full of crap. Uh, but, yeah, that's... <laughs> She didn't know about it for years because I wanted to keep all my appendages where they were. 
<laughs> I heard that. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, a, a bunch of people, a bunch of people that are commenting on our live feed, Sensei Wayne, say congratulations. Everyone's saying congratulations. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. And my, my my condolences to your wife. I mean, congratulations to your wife. <laughs> How she put up with your ass for so long, but you have two beautiful. You have what? Two beautiful children by her. She's nearly a saint. She should be sainted. She's she should apply for knighthood right now. <laughs> you just made a new word, sainted. <laughs> Sainted. Sainted. <laughs> I, I thought you said fainted. Sainted. That was the, the day after their wedding when she, she looked in the she, mirror she, she, she and fainted. she passed out going, what yeah. the hell did I just do? Right. <laughs> she should be fainted. <laughs> she should fainted. be fainted. Yeah, something. You should be fainted. So remember, if I'm driving, Rusty, you will have to read the copy. Yes, that's fine. Okay. So, but, Got uh, it. Before, before we get into weird news and stuff like that, let's do some announcements. Let's do another. Let's do another plug for um, Dragon Fest. Uh, so let's uh, go with Bob. Oh, very cool. Well, a lot of things are happening at Dragon Fest. Everybody's been confirmed to be there. Robin Shout. Uh, uh, oh God, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, Joe Mantegna, Michael Jai White, which was at the Super Show with Michael yes, uh, over the weekend. Uh, all these people are confirmed. Uh, the only one who's not confirmed yet is Steve Oderkirk, but he's there. He's been there two out of four years already, so he's good. Right. Uh, we are. That's now, awesome. This is funny. Mike announced this yesterday on a Facebook Live. We are auctioning off dinners with. Martial artist, uh, James Liu, Don Wilson, uh, TJ Storm, and none of these people know it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! Surprise! Going to happen is dinner with a complete stranger. (laughs) Yes, and so they're going to donate money to the museum through the auction and pay for dinner when they decide where they're going and stuff. So what's going to happen is we're going to have entertainment up there, whether it be drums or whatever it is, uh, taiko, that sort of thing, and then Mm -hmm. they're going to have a person come up and do a Q and A, and then after that we're going to do, we're going to bring somebody up and auction them off. Uh, th- things like... Uh, this sounds so weird. Like, like yeah, James, like, I know, like James Liu. James Liu, he's a very unique person. Now, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to say, because he is the only stuntman in history who got his ass kicked by Steve Urkel and Amanda Bynes. <laughs> now Wayne knows, knows who I'm talking about One, you grew up on, on Family Matters Of course, we all did But Amanda yeah. Bynes, he probably knows Because he had kids Yeah <laughs> Right? And yeah. James Liu played her martial arts instructor And she kicked the crap out of him When she was like 14 <laughs> And he's had his butt kicked by, by Mr. T By all these people 
and had a lot of stories out there. So we're going to auction those guys off. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Michael's got us doing the auctioning. Now, mm-hmm. I, I guess people figure we're, we're, we're old hat. It, it's, it's part of our bag of tricks now because we've done it a couple different times. We did it for and, Andrea Bad was the first one. Came up to us mm-hmm. and auction auction off this, this piece of artwork by Ger- Eric Lee. And then all of a sudden, we get roped into doing the one at the U.S. Hall of Fame mm-hmm. for the cane, which that was pretty cool. I enjoyed the hell right. out of that. Oh, yeah. and we, I forgot we, we did the one at uh, Cynthia Rothrock Rose for the backdrop. Right. Yeah. I forgot all about mm-hmm. that one. So we've already yeah. done it three times, so we're just getting roped into stuff. He wants us to run that, run our booth like a regular show, like grabbing people, interviewing people, uh, mm-hmm. messing with people, whatever it takes. We're bringing Jenny with us so that she can go out. We can say, Jenny, there's a lull in, in the show. Go out and grab somebody. She'll grab by the yeah. scruff of the neck and say, come here. <laughs> and we, you know, we're going to do Facebook Live. We're going to be recording it for our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing Facebook Live all day. Uh, there might have to be some audio interviews because some of these people may not be able to be videoed, like Joe Montana right. and Michael Jai White, those guys. Uh, yeah. Billy Zabka, last year we had that kind of problem with him. But that, yeah. I, I'm sorry, this son of a bitch, he turned his back and walked away from us. Don't do that to me. And I told Michael that, and he said, well, next time you just say, remember, you're a fake martial artist. I'm a real one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, so I, I will not be asking him again this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, no, it's going to be a blast. And then we... Then you go ahead. Uh, what, what else we got on Dragon Fest? You know, we, we I went through a lot of stuff real quick. Um. Oh well, it's, of course, August fifth. And then the August twenty five hundred. And then August sixth, of course. Go ahead. Yeah, August sixth is the VIP. Uh, what are we calling it? VIP hot luck event. Now it doesn't mean that you have to be the VIP. It means that you get to come in and chat with the VIPs yeah. there. It's uh, kind of like a, it's kind of like going into the, you know, like like a backstage party, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, exactly, but it's not a potluck. Yeah. Uh, Jenny's going to get some finger foods and stuff. Oh, not going to be that a potluck? No, that's on the 22nd. Oh, 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 that's right. Okay. See? God. There's too many events too close together, but we're going to get into know, that right? in just a second. So, yeah, the VIP event. Um, now, um, I forgot how much it is to get in, Bob, to that particular it's event. $30, $30 for Dragon Fest, plus an extra five to get in the VIP event, but you have to go to Dragon Fest to get into the VIP event. Yes, yes. Let's say that again, folks. You kind of have to go to Dragon Fest to get to be able to buy a ticket to be able to get into the VIP event at the Martial Arts History Museum the next day, August 6th. You can't just come right. bouncing into the Martial Arts History Museum and go, oh, uh, I'm here for the VIP event. No. <laughs> now, we do understand that, you know, there are 
legitimate situations where you cannot, you know, come to Dragon Fest. Like maybe you can't find a babysitter or you work that day or what have you. Um, but, you know, show up, you know, pay your, you know, pay your small fee to get in because it is a fundraiser for the museum. And for people that forgot, Michael is still looking to move the museum to a bigger museum. And uh, Bob and I have been uh, really pushing for that and uh, trying to help them raise funds for that. Because I tell you what, folks, you know, if you've ever been to the museum and you support what Michael does at the museum, you know, he needs a bigger venue. He's got so much stuff still in storage that can be displayed. He's getting so many more uh, tour requests from local area grade schools and middle schools and even high schools. So, you know, help out the Martial Arts History Museum. Um, it is a nonprofit. So, you know, just come on in. Come on, come on in. It's just a, it's just a very small fee to get in and talk with your favorite martial arts uh, uh, superstars and stuff like that. Oh, yes, right. They have, to, they have to be reminded, though, that if they don't buy their tickets early now, if they buy their tickets early online, they get to go to the front of the line when they get there. But if they... Go to the venue and, and go to buy a ticket. It has to be cash. They will not be accepting debit or credit cards for ticket purchases. Right. If they, if they come with no cash, they're going to have to go to the ATM, which is probably located in the hotel, get some cash, and then pay for their ticket that way. Yep. And, oh, yep. and you know, he's going to have a video because every year he gets the same thing. Do you know who I am? There are no complimentary <laughs> tickets. Don't ask. There's no VIP tickets. There's no uh, will call. There's none of that. Don't even ask. Yeah, it's not you gonna know, happen. He he hasn't happened every year. Yeah, and you the know, same people try it, which kills me. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I I don't I don't get why. You know, I mean, okay. This is just talking. This is just my opinion and Bob's opinion. I don't know what Wayne's opinion is on this. So our opinions do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the general public. But I understand that if a event host offers to comp you, to comp you, right, accepted graciously and show up because they, they decided to comp you. However, please don't ask 50 of your entourage to come in (laughs) as well. Unless one of them is your camera person or whatever. So, you know, um, and, and, and that's just what, like, that's what gets me. That's what gets me involved. We wonder, so, so you're a friend of so-and-so, just say. You know, you're a friend of so-and-so. That's awesome. Doesn't mean you get in for free. <laughs> no, and you know what's happened in the past is that he was being very nice. This person invited all these people. They'll show up and say, well, I'm a friend of his. Well, and Michael said, that's fine. But did he pay for you? No. Oh, you still owe it. <laughs> Things like exactly. that. But as you and I have discussed, Every single year for the last three years, the entourage will show up and then act dumbfounded that they have to pay an entrance fee. 
Yeah, it's like get it through your head. You have to pay the entrance fee. We don't. We care who you are. You are all great people, but you all—it's a charitable event. You all have to donate. Yeah, you know, and I hate to put it this way, but it's kind of like if, you know, if a martial arts superstar gets comp, and you're a friend of that martial arts superstar, you are not the martial arts superstar. So. I wish they understood that. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Okay. Okay. Now the twenty-second. Explain the potluck. Yes, thank you. On the twenty-second, it's the. it's kind of like the pre, pre-party for the Ford Dragon Fest, and uh, it's a potluck. It's just a gathering at the uh, Martial Arts History Museum, and uh, there's also going to be a rummage sale where several uh, well-known martial arts names have some have some items that they that they want to uh, kind of. Get rid of, part I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, to part with. I don't want to make it sound like they're going to be, like, bringing in old bicycles or anything like that. But because <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, a toaster. <laughs> a toaster. A toaster. No. Um, so it's not like that. Um, who knows? You know, if you come in, it's uh, you might get, like, you know, a pretty cool old martial arts book or maybe an old uh, issue of Black Belt magazine or something, a piece of an old script or, you know, who knows, who knows. Um, and uh, you can get to browse these things, books and whatever else from uh, local well-known martial artists. And, um, and the way to get in, the entrance fee is not monetary. The way to get into that event on July 22nd, that's a couple weeks from now, is to bring food. Food. It's a potluck. Bring food. You know, bring something you can share with at least two or three other people and uh, put it on the potluck table and uh, partake of all the other food that's there and uh, visit and socialize. It's just going to be a party. Bring something to drink. Oh, uh, I, I got to bring this up, though, Rusty. This is funny. If you want to see Seafood Rusty's head spin off her shoulders, bring chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> yeah. You want to see me do, like, the, the you know, the, the, the head spin around like the exorcist? Yeah, just just let's let's have... Ten people bring one bag of chips, and my head will spin. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, we're have looking for ever... anything. Oh, go ahead. Have you guys ever been out there in Facebook land? Have you guys ever been to those kinds of potlucks where you yeah. know you you're like you cook for like half the day to put something like really badass to this to this party because, you know, the host is saying this is going to be a badass party. So you cook something really cool, like your mom's secret recipe or whatever, and then people come in with a bag of chips or a two liter of soda, and then they pile on their plate like they hadn't eaten in three days. Have you guys ever yeah, had yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drives me crazy. <laughs> Drives me ape shit. <laughs> it's just like, well, really? You remember what? But you remember, Rusty, what we did? We did something pretty cool. I, I had a, a cake put. I made a cake, which I won't do again because nobody nobody ate it. 
why we had our logo put on it. And you bought some beautiful pork and, and, and beef skewers at the Filipino market. Filipino barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, it was great. Oh, we had, yeah. and it was so much fun. R- Michael expected us to have 20 people. We had over 60. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was really great. So come to the party, folks. It's going to be really yes. fun. It's a, it's a pre, pre-party. And we are doing a lot of Facebook Lives. Uh, We're going to be on the mic a lot. Uh, Actually, we're probably just going to do one big Facebook Live. Sort of a last push. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be broadcasting live on July 22nd. That's a Saturday. Oh, and it's at 6 p.m. It's 6 p.m. Okay, so July 22nd, 6 p.m. at the Martial Arts History Museum. It is uh, the for lack of a better term, the pre-party to Dragon Fest and Rummage Sale. So, you know, come on out and uh, see if you can buy anything cool from... I mean, who's who's going to be selling stuff, Bob? I forgot. You know, they, they want, like, uh, Doug Wong, but he has a wedding reception in Denver that day. There's, uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, a bunch <clears throat> of people coming out. Michelle Manu, uh, uh, Felix Roles. Uh, oh man! Like that. Yeah, and, and you know Felix, he has some cool stuff, right? To bring out, yeah. Right? That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's gonna be it's gonna be a cool party. Uh, we're gonna see about getting our other co-host Kathy Long to come out and join for a little bit at the at the party. So come on out, folks. Talk to your favorite martial arts celebrities and come talk to Sounds us. Sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be. We're going to be broadcasting live, and uh, it'll be nice. All right. We are running late, so let's move on with the health news. All right. So they're saying, studies are showing that people that exercise excessively like excessively obsessively <laughs> may be prone to acute or chronic gut issues. Now, uh, sorry, Robert just texted me. Okay. Now, investigators found that with increasing intensity and duration of exercise, that there was a proportional increased risk of gut damage and impaired gut function. Specifically, the cells of the intestine are injured and the gut becomes more leaky, Gross. allowing pathogenic and uh, path- pathogenic endotoxins normally present and isolated to the intestine to pass into the bloodstream, folks. This scenario of exercise-induced gastrointestinal... <laughs> I can't. I can't talk today, folks. Okay, so let's try this again. Um, Exercise-induced gastrointestinal syndrome may lead to acute or chronic health complications. Now, exercise stress of two hours at at 60% VO2 max appeared to be the threshold whereby significant gut disturbances arise, irrespective of an individual's fitness status. Running and exercising in hot ambient temperatures appear to exacerbate the gut disturbances. So, if uh, you live in 
uh, an area where it's like hot weather and you decide, I'm going to run 15 miles today, you could be messing up your gut. <laughs> now, the review also found that for patients who have irritable bowel syndrome or inflammatory bowel disease, low to moderate physical activity may be beneficial. The health implications of more strenuous exercise has not been researched, however, but it is likely to be detrimental for such patients. Now, despite excessive exercise being confirmed to compromise gut integrity and function, um, the study has identified several factors which can be controlled and several prevention and management strategies that can attenuate and abolish the damage and compromise function. Now, uh, this, uh, this is said by Dr. Ricardo Costa, uh, the lead author of the Elementary Pharmacology and Therapeutics Review. He says, it is recommended that a full gut assessment during exercise should be undertaken by individuals with symptoms of gut disturbances um, during exercise to ascertain what is causing the issue and to develop individually tailored management strategies. So there you go. So, you know, exercise is good, folks, but don't be obsessive compulsive about it and don't overtrain. Um, if there's anything any good any good trainer will will tell you it's not to overtrain. So you know be careful folks with that. All right. <clears throat> so I think now we are going on to the weird news if I remember correctly. Weird yeah. news. All right, we dropped Wayne for a second, but we have his mic back up, and I'm going to pull up the weird news because Robert can't read it. Okay, so I'm going to read it. Now, check this out for weird news, folks. Alarm clock stuck inside a couple's living room wall, beeped at the same time every day for 13 years after plan backfired. Now, I bet you're wondering what the plan was, right? All right, here we go. Um, it's bad enough when your alarm clock goes off and wakes you from a deep, peaceful slumber. But imagine having to listen to that irritating, thrilled, beeping noise at the same time every day for 13 years. And that's what happened to a family in Pittsburgh after a man accidentally dropped an alarm clock behind a wall in his home and left it there. It seems like an unlikely story, but Jerry Lynn claims he dropped the alarm clock, which was tied to a string through an air vent on the first floor of his house while he was trying to work, uh, work out where he could put a TV wire. He had the clock to go off 10 minutes later, hoping that when it beeped behind the wall, he would know where to drill a hole in the living room so he could hook up the television. But when he dangled the alarm clock through the air vent, his plan backfired. All of a sudden, the string went loose, and he heard a thunk. It dropped all the way to the floor and bounced around. Jerry thought the battery would last two or three months at most before dying, meaning the couple wouldn't have to ever listen to the beeps again after that. It's 13 years later, folks, and it's still going off at 7.50 p.m. every single day. Now, why wouldn't they just get it removed when a reporter put this question to Jerry? And Jerry says, eh, no need to. It's fun, and besides, it's a great conversation piece. <laughs> so, there you go. That's a, that's a that's a weird news. All right, so now on to entertainment news. All right, 
Amanda Nunez pulled out of her UFC 213 fight because she was dealing with a chronic condition that didn't allow her to breathe properly, according to Amanda herself. Amanda posted a statement explaining her sudden withdrawal from her main event against Valentina Shevchenko, saying she suffers from chronic sinusitis. Um, Now, when did you post this story, Bob? Because I think... uh, I think the doctors have already said she's uh, good to go for fighting. But anyway, she goes on. It, to it just came out. I I grabbed it off uh, 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 TMZ online. Oh, okay. Today. Okay. So she goes on to explain that she's fought with the condition before, but couldn't soldier on this time because she felt off balance and couldn't breathe at the official weigh-in. She also says UFC docs have cleared her based on blood and dehydration tests. But a CT scan later found a mucus buildup in her sinuses. Um, and uh, Amanda has apologized for the cancellation and promises that the fight will be rescheduled. There you go. Now, a lot of people are saying that Shevchenko is looking really hungry. And uh, rightfully so. <laughs> She's looking really hungry. So, anyway, we hope that Amanda gets better. And uh, let's. Uh, if anyone already knows anything about a rescheduled date or if the fight is still going on as scheduled, please put it in the comments book down below. All right. Well, with that said, I think we got. I think we got through everything, didn't we? Yeah, we did. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, join me and Bob and Wayne as we discuss. What makes a master? So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. 
In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Okie dokie. Thanks for tuning in. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk TV with Rashida Robert and Sensei Wayne Riley. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. Right up there. And we are going to be discussing what makes a master. So please give us a call, 347-677-0699. Now, this particular subject was suggested to us by Sensei Wayne himself because we've uh, we've all three, me, Bob, and Wayne, have uh, actually talked about it um, kind of in passing when uh, we were talking about other subjects, um, but we never actually had it as a uh, show subject. So here we are. What makes the master? So anyway, let's um. Let's uh, start with Wayne, considering that this is uh, this is your baby as far as the subject is concerned. Um, you know, what what do you think makes a master? What is a master to you, Wayne? Someone that's put in their time, you know, um, going through the ranks as you're supposed to. You know, you go through your your, your time in grade, your years, you know, in in the martial arts. Um, you know, you promote the martial arts, things like that. You, you know, you see people out here that that. Well, what is that noise? I think it's Bob. What noise? <laughs> what noise? What I think noise? It's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were. You were uh, it sounded like you were honking at somebody. <laughs> I had to. There was there was a green arrow and the guy wasn't moving. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Wayne. <laughs> okay. But yeah, somebody that's put their put their time in grade, um, that have promoted the martial arts, that have done the training. Uh, you know, you go through the styles that you're supposed to. You don't you don't go and train for a year or two and then and then think you're, you know, Mister, I'm going to create my own style and. and get master rank and all this kind of stuff. Right. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper, though, Wayne, because Rusty and I discussed this, and you're right, somebody's put in the training, somebody's put in the rank, but I feel there's more into it. I feel that 
that's a huge part, but yet a, a small part at the same time. There has to be more built into somebody who's a true martial arts master, like integrity, things like exactly. that. Right. Yes. Uh, we had just learned that, learned, and I won't mention any names, but we just learned that a very respected member of the community has been accused of messing around with somebody under the age of 16. Oh, wow. Yes. And it makes me absolutely sick. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Their career is gone. They've lost all respect (laughs) of the community because it was was actually put out in the open the other day. Somebody posted it on Facebook. Uh, You know... Oh, wow. I didn't... Yeah. You know, it's... I I can't... uh, I'm not even going to talk about it because... Yeah. yeah, I know me either. I had to bring it up because that's part of the integrity part. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, exactly. You know, Wayne, a lot of people make up their own ranks. I've got one guy that I know of in the community that him and I can't stand each other because he claims the 10th degree and he's legitimate second. And yeah. he, he <laughs> throws the title out there. Soki, Grandmaster, uh, Professor, Doctor. And he has all these titles. And Rusty and I said one time, if your title's more than three syllables, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> now, now Bob Bob Robinson, one of our regular listeners, he writes, "I am the grandmaster of the drunken flying monkey style, Northern method." There you go. There you go. He's the grandmaster of the drunken flying monkey. <laughs> <laughs> the drunken flying monkey. Rick Bear says, I heard something. Yeah, it's Bob driving. That's all. That's all, Rick. <laughs> we have, um, yeah, even if I wasn't driving, whatever noise you heard, you blame on me anyway. It's Bob's fault. It's Bob. <laughs> yeah, see that? We've got Damn Lucy Mitchell watching also. And, oh, you know, John Lupo poses a great question. He says, if you call yourself a master, then are you really a master? Ah. Great question, Joe. You know, people yeah. call, have called me master. I've said, no, I'm Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're always learning. We're always, no matter what, we're always learning. Exactly. Uh, I don't. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I hold master rank, and and I don't, I don't, I don't like it when people refer to me as Master Riley. I'm just Sensei Riley. You know, that's all. Just Sensei Riley. Yep. Yep. I'm just Sifu Rusty, or Sifu Rusita, yep. or Guru, or Sensei, or, or sensei. Senpai. <laughs> yeah, or Sensei, <laughs> or Senpai, <laughs> or but see, whatever. But you don't put all those on your profile. Yeah. Sifu, Guru, Sensei, Senpai, what else? Shihan, Sigong, Rosita. Right, yeah. <laughs> how ridiculous, if you put all those in your profile, how ridiculous would you feel? Right. I've seen a lot of people right. do that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I know. Right. Now, I'm seeing a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of angry face emojis running across our live feed. So please, you know, here on the uh, here on the comments down below, tell us why um, you're a little bit irritated or whatever. Is it because you know some people will 
give themselves uh, lofty titles and go around strutting around going, you know who I am? (laughs) (laughs) Strutting around, do you know who I am? You know, so like I said, you know, I saw a whole bunch of angry emojis running across our live feed. So, you know, please comment down below and tell us what you're irritated about when it comes to people that help themselves to be masters or or what have you. Um, Now, John brings up a great point. If you call yourself master, does that make you a a master? Well, if there's there's one thing that it kind of, maybe it's just me, I don't know, and you, you guys can chime in out there on Facebook, one thing that kind of kind of gets my goat, kind of rubs me the wrong way, is when people, like, get on the phone and they say something like, hi, this is Master John Smith, or this is Grandmaster John Smith. Well, that irritates me. Yeah. You know, and you know what? I, I'm I'm not taking away from a title that they that they earned. I'm not taking that away. But when you introduce yourself to people with that title, um, it's it it's kind of presumptuous. You, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like going up to it's like going to a party and saying, you know, I'm John Smith. Or I am Dr. John Smith. How are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, exactly. And somebody, I introduced somebody to my wife, and they said, hi, uh-huh. I'm Sensei. I'm like, you introduced yourself to my wife as Sensei? What are you, hi? Now, John says, um, I believe that the greatest master is the one who doesn't think they're a master. Exactly, John. Good point. Good point, John. Um, Because, yeah, you know, I, and, and, you know, please, you know, put your thoughts down below, folks, in the comments. For me, I can only speak on on my own um, uh, experience. My own um, at least in her neck of the woods in China, I'm gonna, I am going to, I'm gonna mute a mic real quick. There we go. Sorry, Bob. We got to I gotta mute it. It's too much background noise. Okay. Now, when I uh, was coming up in Tai Chi and Wushu, my own master's uh, tradition was that you assumed no title other than coach or first name. So when I was teaching classes for Master Hong, I was simply Rusty mm-hmm. or coach. Rusty to her and Rusty to the, the, the parents of the kids and stuff like that. Or coach coach Rusty or coach Rustita to the kids or to the adults in my, in my Wushu classes. Um, and it was, it was an understood rule. You did not assume a title. You did not call yourself people because you weren't the Sifu, you know, she came from a, a, a background that, that, that said there can only be one Sifu per school, pretty much, right? Um, as far as the one that holds the title of the master of the house, there could only be one Sifu, right? So, 
unless your teacher introduces you to other teachers with the title of uh, master. Um, yes. I, now, I've had yeah, that done. My instructor has introduced yeah. me as, as Master Riley. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that happened to me at one uh, big wing ding in, in Chinatown. Um, it was actually, um, I guess, some anniversary. It was like, I think the 10th anniversary or something like that of my Shifu's school. <clears throat> and, um, you know, she had always, she had always taken my previous, uh, in my previous studies into consideration. And, um, you know, she had mentioned before, you know, so, you know, do you prefer a student here to call you Shifu or whatever? And I said, Oh no, 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 no. Shifu. There can only be one Shifu. You're my teacher. And as long as I'm here, I will not take that title. But anyway, there was a there was this big wing thing, and she introduced me to a visiting teacher from China, and she she introduced me as Master Rita De Jesus, and I just kind of inwardly went. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the hell happened there? Um, and from that point on, you know, whenever she talks about me to other people. Uh, even if I'm in the room, she, you know, she calls me by that name. So if the title is bestowed upon you by your own master, you know, certificate or no certificate, then it's like, you know, becoming blood brothers or blood sisters, right? You don't necessarily have to write right. a contract between you two. You cut your thumbs, you press them together, you become blood brothers, you know, and there, no contract ever need be, need be signed, right? And it's kind of the same thing. In some styles of martial arts. Um, yeah, however, but Rossi, when you, when your when your instructor introduces you to a visiting teacher as master, that's a big pucker factor you got going there. Yeah, I've puckered all right. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my butt puckered all right. <laughs> what was that, Bob? Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I remuted my mic, but, uh, yeah, that's a huge pucker factor you got going. When, you're, when your instructor introduces you as a, a C4, as a master, to another visiting instructor. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was a surprise, and, and, and then afterwards she, she said, now remember, no one can take that away from me now. And I went, okay. But. You know, I, I hate it when people come around and call me like master, Rosita, master this, master that. I hate it, I hate it, because there are so many other of my own teachers that you know that I think people should be calling them, you know, by that by that title. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I have answered to Shihan before, you know, but it's like, eh, yeah, you know, uh, but. You know, I look at it this way, you know, you know, if someone calls me Shihan, yeah, they might be using it as just a general term based on a language from the art that they know. But if someone calls me Shihan, I would assume that they're referring to a Japanese art. And I'm no Shihan in any Japanese art. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I claim that. I'm no Shihan in any Japanese art. So, it's, you know, so it kind of drives me kind of weird <clears throat> when people do that. Now... Um, 
with that with that said, you know, whether or not the title is bestowed upon you or uh, you actually make it to a certain rank and there's a little piece of paper with a bunch of other masters signatures on it stating that you are a master, um, is that simply what makes one a master? Now, let's go to Bob really quick and let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, there are, unfortunately, there are paper mills out there that will send that will that will send you out a master rank if you can afford buying the rank. You know, if you can afford it, afford it. Those kind of those kind of uh, organizations. So let's go to Bob and get his take on um, people that uh, get paper mills. Well, you, you know, Rosie, that that's changed. It's changed over the years. But did you know at one time I confirmed this with with someone yesterday? That that was common practice before there were organizations. If you could right. afford it, you would get issued one or two ranks above what you are. It, it was a pretty penny, it was wow. like two grand. But there were a lot of people wow. out there and a lot of well-known instructors that would do just that. Now, there's a lot of organizations that say they will recognize your rank or they will rank you, even if you have never practiced their style. But it's yeah. going to cost you. Wow. Yes, and Wayne knows I, from that end. I know he knows what I'm talking about. And there was somebody that was supposed to be on our show. We found out was selling ranks. We made up some excuse. We had oh, we had something else going, and we've never had him on because right. of that. Right. Yeah, is this who we were talking about the other day? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, you know we've got. We, we, you want to you want to talk to somebody who I know he has an opinion on this. Rusty is on the line. You want to take the seven oh four? Yeah, let's take seven oh four. I think we've got. Where you go? Where is it? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I think we've got Professor Patrick McDaniel joining us. Hello, Professor. How are you? Good evening. How's everyone? Hey, how's really it going, good. buddy? It's all right. It's really good to hear you guys again. How did Dragon Fest go? It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't <laughs> happened. And what have, what have I been listening to? Or I'm looking at it on Facebook. I've been deceived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you must have been you must have been seeing um, memories from like last okay. year, okay. the year prior. Yeah. That may have been it. That may have been it. You know, you just you you, you punch in and something is going on, and you assume that's what's going on. So. Uh, I guess that goes back to never assume anything until you know what's happening for real. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I know that. Uh, you know what, man? You, uh, I came in and listening to the conversation, and it's very interesting because uh, in my summer camp program, I uh, we sit down and do a lot of a lot of talking, and we go through a, a lot of Q and A's. And I've actually uh-huh. had a, a, a few students that ask questions based on what you guys are talking about. You know, what are the titles and what is the master, what is the grandmaster, and, you know, what, uh, it's just exactly what does it entail to, to be this and be that. Now, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I need you to listen to me, you know. Um, it, at some point it comes down to, you know, how you perceive it for yourself and what does it mean to other people. Now, if right. someone looks at you, and they respect the time and experience that they know you have in the system, and they look at you 
and believe that you are worthy of being called a master or grandmaster. You know, this is the way mm-hmm. they see you. This is the way they perceive you. This is the way they respect you. Then don't be discouraged by that. Don't let that knock you off. You know, because right. that's what we're doing this for. You know, we're doing this. You know, uh, here's something that I wrote. No man's endorsement will ever be more valuable than the blood, sweat, and time that you put into your art to make you what you are. Okay? So if right. you've got 40, 30, 40, and 50 years in the system, do we have to depend on somebody to say, I'm going to endorse this person as a master or a grandmaster? I mean, you put your time in. You don't have to call yourself that. You don't have to claim that you're a master. You don't have to do that. But don't mm-hmm. shut down exactly. because someone feeds you that way, you know? Right, if they right. see you as a master, right, right. if they call you a master, they know that you've got a lot of time in the system. These are people that have learned from you. They look at you as a master. Accept it. Don't knock yourself mm-hmm. down. You know, playing small doesn't serve the world, you know? That's Do a good point. You yeah, you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to say, no, I'm, I'm not a this, I'm not. No, if, if, they, if they call you that, you just, you know, you bow or you wave or shake hands and go on about the business, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but if people see you as that, that's what you're doing it for. You want respect from somebody when you, when you spend so much time, blood, sweat, mm-hmm. and tears, and, 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 and this effort to make yourself valuable enough for someone to listen to you, to watch you, to learn from you, then how do you want them to see you? You want them to see you as somebody they can learn from. So accept it. You don't have to come in and say, I am grandmaster this. You don't have to do that. But if that's the way they see you, then there's nothing enlightened about shrinking yourself so that others around you won't feel insecure. That's Marion Williamson, by the way. Marion Williamson. Right on. Right. That's a, that's a really good point, Professor. Yeah. Uh, what, are your, what, what are your thoughts on that, Bob? Well, you know how I feel because I'm humbled by a lot of things. I, I agree with him. You know, if people recognize you as that and you deserve that and you're ranked with that, great. Uh, and I also agree with you don't need to introduce yourself as that. Like we were exactly. discussed. You don't, you don't need to say, I'm Grant. I mean, Rusty and I have been on the phone at, in a conference call and we hear people saying, this is Grandmaster. It's like, come on. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's insane sometimes. It's true. I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing. And then another thing to throw that weight around um, in an arrogant fashion. And, 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 you know, and, and I've met people like that. I've met people that call themselves like grandmaster simply because they have... Simply because they promoted someone to a black belt. I'm sorry, that black belt better have a student that's a senior student, or at least a mm-hmm. black belt themselves. You know, at least that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Because as Professor Patrick put it, you put in the years. So let's kind of do the math here a little bit, folks. So let's just say it takes right. five years to get a black belt, and then let's say you have a student <clears throat> and you train them for I don't know four years. Let's say they 
come to the dojo every day and they're like gym rats or whatever. And you promote them to a black belt. Okay, so that's nine years. And let's say that black belt gets a student that becomes a, a brown belt in like three years. Okay, so now we're talking, we're talking less than 15 years. And these people will go around slap a red belt, on, red belt on and call themselves master or, or grandmaster, you know? That, is a, that yeah. is a no-no. And they're 25 years old or 30 years That's old. That's a no-no. Or something like That's that, a right? definite no-no. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and this is kind of where we're getting into what Sensei Wayne was talking about, and that self-made masters, self-made masters. So um, let's go, let's start with Sensei Wayne. What's your take on self-made masters how would you define that i just did for myself (laughs) (laughs) how how would Um, you how would you define that wayne i i i don't know i'm (laughs) i'm trying to think of words to say here it just it blows me away (laughs) um (laughs) um, i mean i've met i've met a few that have have trained for you know, seven, eight, nine, maybe, maybe 10 years. And, you know, they've, to me, you know, it, it takes longer than 10 years to, to, to reach at least fourth or fifth degree, you right. know, and, and these guys are claiming, claiming that they're, they're, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth degree black belts, you know, and, and they, they don't have the time. They don't, just don't have the time in grade, you know, you. um, you know they don't they they running around self promoting themselves and and promoting others to to these high ranks and and it's just it's ridiculous it, it just it's appalling it's a slap right. in the face to, to people like like us that have trained our entire lives you know I mean I've trained for um, this August it'd be forty six years right on trained. I've I've put right my time on in, you know. Um, and, and I, I accept graciously when someone, you know, refers to me as, as, as certain things, but I, I don't care right. for it, you know. Like I said, I'm just a sensei. I'm just a teacher, you know. I'm just mm-hmm. a vessel to, to you know, teach someone my art or, or uh, to promote the art, you know. Right. I, I'm not running running around, you know, claiming, you know, that I'm this or that. I don't I don't do that. You know, if you want to know my background, I'll tell you my background. I have no problem with that. You can do all your right. research and, you know, find out what I've done and, and, and things like that. And and we have some people here uh, in Ohio. Um, they, they teach at a YMCA. They, uh, one day they were, they were third and fourth degrees, uh, these two guys run into place, and then they, they started their own organization. And the next thing you know, they're, they're seventh and eighth degrees. Because they started some organization and they self-promoted themselves or somebody on the mm-hmm. board, you know, that they have promoted to a higher rank have, have joined in and promoted them. I'm sorry, but, if you know, the person doesn't have their time in and, and you know, they're unable to promote you. Right. You know? <clears throat> But yeah, I just I, I don't care for it. Um, it makes me angry, and I don't I don't care to speak up about it. I I, I don't care who they are. Very good. You guys are breaking up really bad. Sure, sure. I've only heard a couple of 
sound. There we go. There we go. I can hear you, Patrick, but I can't hear Rusty. Okay, I can't hear Rusty either. <laughs> I know Rusty's breaking up really bad. That sucks. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's right. much better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got sucks. <laughs> but no, I agree with Wayne because you you see somebody who you cannot promote anybody to your rank or higher. You can only promote them to one rank lower than you. One rank and lower. If you want, and if you want this somebody to be a higher rank, that doesn't mean you promote yourself to a higher rank just so you can promote them. <laughs> What it means in some sense is maturity and growth and time. Yeah. If uh, if I'm going to be a father, <laughs> you know, it means I've had children, right? So I've had these right. children, and I spend time raising these children to be parents themselves. And once they are parents themselves, I am a grandfather. I'm a grandfather because I've raised these kids to that point. I've got this time and experience. When I babysit right. my kids, kids, man, I've got I've got this double experience to help my grandchildren out because I raised your big head son. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm talking about. So uh, this kind of experience is, you know, you look at it like that. Uh, the time that you spend in the system, I respect Brother Wayne with his forty plus years because I'm at forty plus years. You know, and when I walk into a place because I have been invited to conduct a seminar, Brother Wayne, when I walk into a place and these people are standing at attention when I come through the door and they salute me at the command of their C4 sensei, then at that point, I have to be what they expect of me. You understand? Exactly. I've okay. got to be what they expect of me. I'm not yep. going to cut myself down because I do not have the right to teach them any less than my best. And with my 40-plus years of experience, i got to go in and teach my best because I want them to look at me and say, man, I got something from this seminar. If it wasn't but one or two things, that's all I expect. You know, because I don't think I'm coming in with something that no one ever knows. There's nothing new under the sun. But I do have one or two things I can show anybody, you know. (laughs) Right, right. Because this is an art. And with this art, and you don't don't energize your creativity – then you're just being a zombie. I don't want to be a zombie. I want to use my creativity, and I can do that. I can do that because I have attended other seminars with people I have respected, and I've gotten a couple of things from them, you know? And I've read these books that I respect, and I've gotten a lot of things from from different masters that I I am not a part of a Kiyokushin or Kiyokushinka, however they pronounce it, uh, but I read a lot of Masuyama's books, you understand? I read a lot of Uh Ed Parker's books. I've read Bruce Lee's books. I have gotten so much information from these guys, and I've had to incorporate that into what I've learned in the Kajikimbo system and what I have learned by teaching. I have learned yeah. more by teaching than anything, and I have to apply oh, yeah. that. If someone respects me for being Professor Pat McDaniel, then that's what I've got to be when I walk in there. 
that's what I've got to be when I leave, you know? So yep, that time absolutely. and experience, that's, that's, that's what's important. So I'm not going to put myself down if that's the way they look at me, you know? That's a, right. that's a good point. And, you know, um, John Lupo, or not John Lupo, Dan Ross, who is watching Hi, Dan, um, he says, unless an independent or promotion master or grandmaster, it can never be legit. So let's uh, talk about that. Um, let's go back to the story about. Hey, Rusty, you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. I don't, you're breaking up really bad. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I think I dropped like. My 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 encoder dropped 544 frames. I don't know why it did that. <clears throat> I can hear you now. Uh-oh. Hope too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at my, my phone, actually, things are okay. No. It's like it's just Uh, Didn't understand the word. Uh-uh, me either. You do, you do realize that's what it sounds like when I'm listening to my wife. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not listening. <laughs> and that's how. <laughs> no, he can get away with that because he's in a car and he's not at home. Uh, that's right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Hey, right. someone asked me what his wife's name is. He says, "Yes, ma'am." That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, unless he's got his jaw wired shut, then it's work more. Yeah. Yeah, then it's work <laughs> more. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about what Dan Ross says. Dan Ross says, unless an independent board or a governing board promotes you to master or grandmaster, it should never be legit. So correct. Um, now, in my case, my I was promoted the. I need to the term master. Now, <clears throat> let's take a look at how the word master is at the that, you know, way back when in China, right? Master could mean master of that house, you know, master of the house, you know, like like in you know, those old English movies where they go, oh, and Master Johnson is at the door, sir, you know, that kind of thing, right? You know, the master of the house. That kind of thing. Now, technically, Shifu does mean father, or in this case, the, the, the position of the master of the family or the head of the, the head house. Of the house. Head of the house, right. The head of the house. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. when they say master, they mean head of, a, head of the house, because technically I did have my own school while I was teaching for Master Hong. So, you know, was she, was she justified... In introducing me as a master to her master, yes, she was in that particular cultural norm. How, and do I have a certificate? Yes, I do. But 400 years ago, you know, if there wasn't a uh, wasn't a, a certificate or whatever, you had to put up or shut up. If you called yourself a master, you better damn well know what you're doing. Exactly. You better be able to prove that. 
right? Yep. So, so let's kind of get our uh, our takes on that. Should masters and grandmasters be certified under a governing board or a governing organization with signatures and certificates and all sorts of legal mumbo jumbo and all that? Let's start with let's start with uh, let's start with Wayne on this one. What was that again? Should masters be required to be promoted under a governing body or a governing organization for their master or grand master rank to be considered legitimate? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, there, there should be, I mean, just to call yourself self one, you know, there goes the noise again. It's Bob. It's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he muted himself. But yes, I, I believe that. Uh, <laughs> I believe that it should be promoted under under an organization or a governing body. Um, you know, you have to have some way of keeping keeping records and uh, and keeping control of that because if not, it can get out of hand. You know, if you get it, right. people running around on you know claiming this and claiming that. Right. That's a good point. But yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Well, nice. you know, I don't agree with that. I agree with that to a point. If there is one governing body that exists in an organization that that does govern, but there are mm-hmm. some or, some some styles that are orphans that aren't governed right. except by right. by the or true. or Soki or Nidai Soki. Right. Like I'm involved in, and the reason I bring that up is because I'm involved in an organization like that, that really doesn't have that body. Now I agree with Dan and I agree with Wayne. If it exists, I think so. But if it doesn't exist, then it should be the headmaster, whatever his title is, Shifu, mm-hmm. Sifu, uh, Soki, Nidai Soki, Grandmaster, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <clears throat> What about uh, what about you, Professor? What are your thoughts on that? Should someone carry in their hot little hands their certificate? You know, here's the thing. Uh, I, I agree with that, but you have to look at it like this. If this is the way you enter this structure, if this organization is structured that way, and you've entered this organization knowing that that's the way things are laid out, that's the way it's standardized, we've got this governing board, you've accepted the teaching, You've accepted the lessons, you've worked hard for years, and this is what you expect from the governing board, then that's the way it is. You know, you can't go outside that organization and say, I'm this and I'm that. You've accepted the standards of that organization, and you right. know to carry that title and that rank that these guys are the ones that have been evaluating you, right? You have right. been evaluated. You've had the overseer for all these years. They know you've got the time required, and they can give you that rank. But if you step outside and say, I'm this and I'm that without, well, then that's, that's just wrong. Because you accepted uh-huh. that in the first place. So you, so you hang in there, you know. So, yeah, I agree with that. That's what Nice. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's take another phone line here. Well, um, for, is there, an, so is there a 951 number on there, Rusty? Because yeah, I think it was Dan Hecht, but he's no longer there. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't see it because there's 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 like a bunch of phone lines and it's like like scrolling down to the bottom and I didn't. I know. Dan was calling up. There. <clears throat> yeah. 
let's go ahead and take another line. And let's go ahead and take area code 682. 682, you're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Hey, Rusty, it's me, George. What's up? Hey, you, George. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about what makes a master? What's the, or, you know, what do you think of self promoted masters? Any one of those two. Well, self promoted masters, well, I would have just if you call yourself a master, you're not a master. Okay, because if you have to call yourself a master and you have not exuded to your students and to the public in general that you are a master, you have to call yourself one, I'm sorry, you're not one. Good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I hear you. Mm -hmm. Like like me and uh, Bob and I were talking earlier about how it kind of drives us insane that the people will – drop their titles in more of like a more of a way to 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 set the pecking order right you know like oh, yeah. i remember i remember one time i forgot what masters hall of fame it was you know some guy was getting inducted into the hall of fame and this guy snuck in the door before the doors even opened i don't know how he got in there and yeah that was just a couple and, of them ago because you i remember you talking about that yeah, and he comes up to me, he goes, excuse me, where's my seat? And the first thing that came to my mind was, do I look like a, do I look like a seating gal to you? <laughs> you know, that's, is that what I look like right now? You know, and, uh, and I said, uh, well, the doors don't open until 6 or 6.30. I, I forgot what, you know, what it was. And he goes, well, I'm being inducted. Well, that's all very well and cool, but the doors still don't open <laughs> until right. around 6.30. In fact, you know, you can wait outside next to Frank Dukes and Cynthia Rothrock and Don the Dragon Wilson and Art Camacho and, and, I, you know, and all these big names that are waiting outside patiently that oh, everybody knows, right? And he's like, basically, he's like, well, I'm master blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's great. Who is your ambassador that nominated you? Uh, right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What do you mean you don't know? What do you what What do you mean you don't know? You know. So basically, he's just asking for a seat, and I should be seating him. I should be stumbling over my dress trying to like seat him because he's master so and so. It was obvious just from the tone of his voice and how he puffed up his chest. When he spoke to me, mm-hmm. oh, I'm master so-and-so. Do you know who I am? No. No, I don't. And I think I, like, I like called over to Bob because Bob was putting table tents on stuff. I said, Bob, do you know who this guy is? <laughs> so, like, uh, no. <laughs> no, and it's like, not only don't I know, I, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't like that one. They don't like that when I say that that way, though. Yeah, right. No. Tell no. us how you really but, you feel, know, Bob. I know. Yeah, but now here's the I'm thing. I'm sorry. Here's I left your I left your name out of the pants. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. Okay. If you get a master's rank or a grandmaster's rank, and like, let, you know, let's just pull a karate style out of the head. Shotokan karate. Let's just say Shotokan, okay? Yeah, you know, you've got that title in Shotokan Karate. And I would expect that if you earned that title, 
in Shotokan that, you know, Shotokan Karateka would call you Shihan or Hanshi, you know, or whichever, right? You know, it's, there's like, there's always like the difference between Shihan and Hanshi and stuff like that always changes every time I go to look it up. I got you. You, I got you. Mm -hmm. I know, right? Yeah, it always changes. Um, So, yes, you know, you've earned that that title in Shotokan, and I would expect everyone in that art to call you by that title and to recognize you by that title. Why am I getting an echo? Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Let me check. (laughs) Those voices in your head. Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's not. Well, I mean, not my even when, well, well, think about it. even when 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 Patrick when Professor Patrick and I introduced each other two years ago at the Roosevelt, we didn't say hi. I'm Sifu. Hi, I'm Professor. It was Bob yeah. and Patrick because right. we were in that kind of setting. Now it right. would be different if I went back to North Carolina to his school. You'd be damn damn right. I'm going to call him Professor every time I see him. Right, especially exactly. around his students. Exactly, it's because it's it's because well, and see, and and people that are that are aware and are on top of you know how things work will do that for you know for our peers and our seniors that we respect because we know how a situation will will um, kind of make the situation different, right? You know, outside, somewhere else, you know, it's Bob and Patrick. Inside his school, you'd be calling him professor. Yes, and you'd be bowing lower than anybody else, and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, the students should see that because that's what they right, expect. Right, exactly. Per, per what um, Professor Patrick said, you know, that's what they would expect, and vice versa, versa vice, right? However, some people that I've met will throw their title around and just call everybody else by their first name as if they were like little minions mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, uh-huh. oh, you're just a master? You're just a master? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a grandmaster, so you're going to be a Rosita. Oh, okay. <laughs> you well, know, honestly, I, that's I fine with that. me, but... <laughs> what was that? I well, that's, a good, that's a good point, Rusty, because... Somebody approached uh, uh, a well-known master a couple of years ago, and uh, he called him, he, this master called him by his first name. He says, I'm grandmaster. And the guy looked at him because he was irritated and said, wow. you're not my grandmaster. Let's see there. Right. See there. Yeah. Well, so this person actually corrected somebody? Yeah, and I've yes. gone through that myself. Yeah, I've gone through that. Really? I feel you. I feel you. I feel you there, Bob. I've gone through that myself. Wow. Wow. You may be a mother, but you're not my mother, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody corrected corrected Professor Patrick? Oh, my God. No. It's like, (laughs) you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, the point I, 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 go, make, I go back. Oh, to, oh go ahead. Well, Who's I go this? back to my uh, military time because okay, so this is George. Okay. Um, in in the military, uh, getting respect from your from your subordinates is a big thing. Okay. Right. 
And the problem we have with a lot of people who are who just become sergeants or they come in as a butter bar lieutenant or something, they mm-hmm. they tend to uh, demand respect instead of commanding respect. Mm-hmm. Right. And there is a difference. And a right. lot of people don't realize that there actually is a difference. Yeah, there there is. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to have you respect me just because I, I tell you to respect me. You know, I'm going to live my life, teach my classes in a certain way that you're going to say, you know what, he does that so well, I respect him. Right. Right. But on the other hand, you know, let's take a look at Wushu, for example. Let's just say, right? A lot of 20-somethings out there can do all sorts of amazing stuff and do things very, very well. Do they you – see, you see where there, there's – there, there still has to be a fine line in there somewhere because, you know, you might have someone who's really, really skilled, really skilled. Does that make them a master? All, you know, all in all. So, yeah, so it's a, the, the lines kind of blur a little bit sometimes. I myself look well, at years. I look at years. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. You still got to go back to the time that's put into it. Let me tell you something. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm not the only one, but I've got kids that can do some amazing things, you know, because they come oh, in with some yeah. natural ability, you know, but that doesn't mean that they're black belts because they can come in and throw a high sidekick perfectly. You know, somebody can come in and do some good stuff. But being able to break down techniques because of years of experience being able to watch different people come in. You know, when Imperato wrote, no two people are the same, you know? So how do I get this message right. across to many different personalities and many different characters of people? That takes years. And when the brother mentioned earlier that we're always learning, yes, ma'am. I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning every time somebody comes into my dojo, you know? So, yeah, that, yeah those that's years, true. man, that's, that's required. Yeah. And Patrick, if you're like me, how many times have you woken up out of a sound sleep to figure out a technique? That's, or to that's, dig deeper that, in yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Don't you out know of a sound sleep? Right. Don't you know it? Yes. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're a good teacher, you'll learn stuff from a white belt. Exactly. exactly. You know, I missed that. What, is, what was that, George? I missed that. that if you're a good you teacher, you'll learn something from a white belt. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. If, 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 you know, if you're going to go around and think that you don't have anything more to learn and that you've perfected everything and that there's no way, shape, or form that you can learn for anyone beneath you. Then you haven't learned anything. You haven't learned then anything. You don't even, you should, people shouldn't even be calling you master. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. You have not learned. That's right. Man, that's right. So, excuse me, folks. I got to, my alarm went off. I'm still dealing with this weird ear infection. So, I have to take okay. antibiotics. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Please, discuss stuff amongst yourselves for just a second here, because I have to swallow this. <laughs> oh, as I contact my pusher, I'll be right uh, back. I know, actually, right? Actually, thank hey. you, Rusty. You <laughs> just reminded me I needed to take a pill myself, and it is a horse pill, too. 
<laughs> at least your alarm's not ringing in your wall. Contact the local pushers. Everyone's back in 10 minutes. I got home and forgot. It's not quite a horse pill. It's big enough, though. This is, uh, what is this stuff? This is amoxicillin. This is amoxicillin and clavulin potassium tablets. Say that 10 times yeah. fast. And what yeah. does it mean? It, it's actually, it's a uh, trade name is Augmentin. And that means that when the amoxicillin doesn't work, the, the uh, clavulinate potassium comes in and kills whatever the amoxicillin doesn't. I'm sorry. Why are they giving me, like, Rambo antibiotics? <laughs> you know? And this must be something with this, this ear infection or something, because I'm still deaf in this ear. Anyway, <laughs> so give us a call, folks, 347-677-0699. That's 347-677-0699. Let's talk about what makes a master. Is it uh, simply what you know? Is it the years? Is it all of the above? Now, um, John Lupo <clears throat> says, uh, I'm going to have to go to the feed again here. He said something like, I really don't, basically something to the nature of, I, <laughs> Bob, Bob Robinson goes, rambiotics. That's what this is. Ram- rambiotics. That's what this mm. is. It's, it's a Rambo type antibiotics. It's like, yeah, it'll kill anything. <laughs> anyway, um, John Lupo said something to the nature of I don't look at the title of master. I look at who you are as a person and, and how you carry yourself. Um, Janie says, I think as a martial artist, we should stay humble and peaceful. Leave your ego at the door and be a master of respect and kindness. You have already proven yourself in the arts in front of your peers, and uh, and you earned the title, and you, you should have nothing more to prove. Um, <laughs> John Lupo said, oh, that's no that's space station. <laughs> What? <laughs> what what moon? You mean this? <laughs> this this big ass pill that I still have to shove in my mouth. Uh yeah. <laughs> For ten days. Ten freaking days. And I'm hoping this takes care of it before I fly out of Seattle because I'll be coming into Burbank um in about a week and a half and I'm praying that these work. So I don't blow my eardrums out. So anyway, three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Let's check our phone lines here. Um, I think we've got everyone on. Oh, what happened? We dropped Bob, and Bob's back. Okay, here we are. <clears throat> okay, now, um, let's uh, let's kind of bring this back a little bit and. Let's put ourselves back to when we were students, just for a second, and we met our teacher's teacher. We met a master. We met a grandmaster. And, you know, we were younger then, probably even like little kids. What was your first impression upon meeting that master or grandmaster? Were you starstruck? Were you dumbfounded? Were you like, oh, my God, it's a master. 
you know. <laughs> Let's hear from God first. Well, you know, it was interesting. As a little kid, though, meeting, you know, my grandmaster when I was like 10, mm-hmm. we did not have the appreciation back then that we do now for their uh-huh. time in, for the ranks. Because like most kids at that time, I started out in Taekwondo. And this mm-hmm. was a the the only school in town, and it was from a, a Korean national that was an amazing human being. But mm-hmm. I, at that point, did not have the ability to appreciate him like I would today. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I completely agree, yeah. Uh, I remember the first time that, uh, yeah, that I met my instructor's instructor, and I, I was just in awe, I mean, I'd heard a lot about this guy and and the things that he had done and accomplished. And, you know, as a little kid, I didn't understand, but to meet the, to meet the guy in person and to see the things that, that, that he could do and and what have you was, I was just in awe. Mm -hmm. What about you, Professor Patrick? Okay. Now that's a very interesting question for me. You know, I always have these fantastic stories. Here we go. Because Here we uh, go. I, I was I was introduced to uh, to martial arts through the Green Hornet. Okay. Nice. Uh, and I, nice. I think I've told you guys this story before, but being fascinated by Bruce Lee uh, playing the part of Kato. Okay. So right. at that point, I always wanted to learn martial arts. Now I'm a little boy now. This is in the '60s. I'm a little boy. So me imagining that I was a martial artist, I had to pretend. I was Chinese because you guys <laughs> met me and you know I'm not Chinese. <laughs> I, I had to pretend that I was Chinese maybe. I don't know. To, to, to be a martial artist. So I grew I, I was growing up and I wanted to learn this, this, this art, this this wonderful style of fighting and I was a volunteer worker at a recreation center when I was a preteen and a and a teenager at twelve and thirteen years old. The center director said, we've got a karate instructor coming in and offer a program to our summer camp, so be on the lookout for him. And lo and behold, one day, here comes these three guys walking to the door, introduce themselves as the karate instructor. And at the time, his name was Sifu George Jackson. Sifu George Jackson looked like me. Could Mm -hmm. you imagine what that did for me? my confidence, you know, because now I don't have to pretend to be a Chinese to be a martial artist. This guy looks like me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So that, man, that, that just, that just did the whole thing. Of, the whole dynamics just changed for me, you know, and I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and do this thing as myself because as a kid I had to imagine that I was somebody else because we didn't have uh-huh. those images back then. Of course, Jim Kelly came up, you know, shortly after, you know, but we didn't have those images right. back then. I was watching Kung Fu Theater, you know, the Golden Harvest movie. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> right. 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 I remember when I met um, Shihan Robert Hill. He was the grandmaster uh, at the time uh, in Butokukan Karate. And <clears throat> when I was a kid, we had only seen pictures of Grandmaster, and uh, and we just we were in awe because 
he was a direct student of the founder of Butoku right. Karate. So it was right. like, okay. So we thought, well, that's a big thing, isn't it? So Definitely. I remember I went, I went to a tournament when I was a kid, and I remember meeting him, and he shook my hand, and he was a tall mountain of a man. And I'm, you know, more little than I am now. So tall mountain of a man, just huge, huge hands. And I went to go shake his hand, and I think all I could do out was, I see, and I see, I think that's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot about you, Christina. <laughs> I was so dumbstruck. I was so starstruck, dumbstruck, and in such awe that. You know, and oh my gosh, he remembered my name. Like ten minutes later, oh my gosh, he remembered my name. You know, and it was it was just an amazing experience. You know, and it, you know, twenty twenty hindsight, it makes me think. Well, then that meant that my sensei and his peers, you know, taught us a good sense of of the value of that title, right? a good sense of the respect that that title, you know, deserves, a good sense of, you know, what that title entails, right? Um, But nowadays, like, uh, we've got Sensei Elaine Yamano that had uh, posted, hi, Sensei Elaine. She posts, nowadays, a black belt has been handed out like candy. To me, it's a combination of years, experience, attitude, how you hold yourself, and so much more. I teach my students to respect all, no matter how much of an idiot they do act. <laughs> Thank you, Cecilia. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> and uh, Amanda, he still is. Yeah. Well, he he was Shihan um, at the time. Amanda, he was Shihan, which was you know master, 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 big master. But you know now he's Soke. Um, so, you know, that's why I said he was the Shihan at that time. Amanda Zwar is uh, another Butokukan Karate student. I, uh, originally started her out in Butokukan Karate, however many, I almost said how many years ago that was, um, however many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and she just recently got back into it and is, uh, studying with one of my, one of, one of my peers. And Amanda, I promise one of these days, once I get my schedule back together, I will be back in class. Um, if not once a week, then once every other week, I'll be back in there. You know, like several years ago, about two years ago, and this is off the subject, but since we're talking about Butokukan, I put on a white gi again and I got back into it. Um, you know, basically, you know, to embrace my roots. I, I you know, I came to this point where I, where I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my roots, and I'm going to try to get good at it again. And just when I started to figure out the katas again, my schedule went all wonky. But okay. Anyhow, um, Amanda says, friends. yeah, exactly. So that's, that's definitely something that I'm going to be doing. Now, let's, uh, let's talk to George. George, did you meet any of your grandmasters? And if so... What was your first impression? What did you think? Were you a kid when you well, were a grandmaster? Were you actually, already I met a couple. When I got my black belt in Taekwondo way, way back in the day, uh, back in 83, 
Um, <laughs> that makes um, me way master, back in the day, too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But um, our, ma- our, our master, Sanjun Kim, he had a, a family friend of his there when I did my uh, black belt test, and his name is Hee Cho. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I got it. a chance to meet him. Yes, yes. If I'm yes. Mistaken, remember, I'm his book. remember him, you guys? Hideo Tai? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's that's like way back in the day. It sure is. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, yes, he yes, was way back in the day for all of us. Thank you very much. Now, yeah. mm-hmm. he the, was other, the other master I got a chance to meet, the other master I got a chance to meet, I was in a uh, kung fu school down at Federal Way that where they were sort of in cahoots with uh, Master Hong in Seattle, mm-hmm. and they had a, uh, a seminar with uh, Master Chen Sen Lei. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was on stage, and he asked for volunteers to come down, and uh, so I was one of the volunteers. And he was just like, grab my hand, and they, they and he was just throwing them left, right, and center on the stage. That are, and they're and they're hitting the ground like like sacks of potatoes, you know. Right. And I was the last one, and I was the last one in line. He threw me to the side, and I did like a combat roll. I and I bounced on my feet. And he looked at me, goes, very well, very good, you know. And I said, cool, you know. You know, and he asked my name. I gave my name. And like six months later, I, I went to another seminar where he was at, and he, he actually walked up to me. He goes, George, how are you doing? I said, oh, my God, you remember me, you know. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So you weren't like dumbfounded or didn't have like a, what? gosh, that's a grandmaster, right? I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, he's just another martial artist, you know. Right. But, you know, at the the time, I was was there because my wife was a student of the school. Right. You know, I I was dabbling in it. I was taking a class here and there, but I wasn't, you know, all uh, head and shoulders in the the, the school like she was. Right. All right. Uh So at that time, to me, he was just a very revered martial artist. You know, he was a very revered teacher, so I treated him as such. But I wasn't like, oh, God, oh, I'm just tripping over my words and all that kind of stuff either, so. Right. Not like a Beatles, not like a Beatles fan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, well, we are... Slowly ticking out of time here. So, <clears throat> if anyone wants to uh, bring in some of their um, thoughts on this subject, what makes a grandmaster and does it count if it's self promoted? Uh, give us a call, 347 We've got uh, about only about 10 minutes left to our live feed. So, <clears throat> Have that big old pill feels like it's still sitting right here, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drink more water, more water. Mm. Well, I think what makes a master uh, more than uh, just a chief instructor, more than just an instructor, more than just a student, uh, is number one. He has to have the 
the uh, the knowledge base mm-hmm. that is above all the other students and or teachers in the school. Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two, he has to have the knowledge and ability to convey that knowledge to the people below him. All right, because exactly. you can know everything in the world, but if you can't teach it to somebody, that you can't be a master. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. You know, I've met a lot of I've met a lot of people that are technically good. Technically. Um. But at the same token, can't teach at all. Can't right. teach at all. And uh, it's 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 sad. And sometimes those types of people will go around and call themselves master. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. We have Robbie Lee coming in to say hello. Hello, Robbie. We've also got Howard Heller. Uh, Joanne Diaz stopped in. Cecil Peoples is watching right now. Yay. Pablo Gonzalez, he's uh, watching also. Hi, everybody. Uh, John Lupo is still with us. Uh, Thaddeus uh, Kazakowski, speaking of the Tokuton, is watching. And uh, looks like, Robert, are you watching also? <laughs> are you on the show and watching? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> it's funny. I tried turning off the light because it's like shining in my eyes, and then my head just disappears. So this light, that dang window right there. Like, you know, for the for those of you that are that are uh, watching the live feed, it looks like it kind of looks like uh like an oven, like the uh, the door to an uh, to an oven, doesn't it? Like when you open the door and and you know people are like I don't know, uh, forging swords. That's what you see. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not, not baking cookies. <laughs> not not baking cookies. No, that's this window. This window has like awful glare and it just like back backfires for the for the video feed. So Joanne is watching from Puerto Rico. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, uh, Bob and I and all of us um, on the support crew, Wayne and and uh, Patrick and Michelle and Kathy and Lady Lane, all of us, we want to thank all of you our listeners from listening all over the world. It's uh, it really makes our heart glad to know that people are listening from Puerto Rico, some people from across the pond, some people from Germany and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it really makes us happy. Thanks for listening. And if you like this show, if you like what you're hearing. Um, if you want to suggest any subjects for us to discuss uh, for forum shows, or if you'd like to suggest a guest, Please like the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio page here on Facebook. Um, just look up Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio and uh, and uh, like the page and also follow it so you can get uh, notifications on Facebook about when we are going live and uh, relevant news and interesting tidbits and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> now, if you do want to suggest someone as a guest, uh, please private message me on Facebook. Don't don't put it like um, on the page because I'll lose it. Right. right. So you know, private message me um, here on Facebook, or you can get a hold of us 
by emailing dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com. host at gmail.com. Right. And so just make sure the guests are obtainable. Don't, don't don't suggest. Hey, I'd like to see Jackie Chan on your show. Yeah, oh, I know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to get see, him. Yeah, I want to see Chuck Norris on your show. We're not going to get him either. You know, it's, it's impossible. Right. Uh, George says, "Can you come out with a scheduled calendar for coming up around the Dragon Fest? Coming up around the Dragon Fest? Uh, what?" Uh, what what was that, George? Well, well, you, well, you said you, there's a dragon fest, and then you said there was sort of like a like a a, a buffet or whatever before the dragon fest. Right, the potluck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a pre-party. It's a pre-party, um, and hmm. you know we've been we've been putting out all sorts of uh, uh, announcements and invitation invites and stuff like that um, on my page and on Bob's page and on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. Um, the best I thing actually to might do, be able to go to this. Yeah, the best thing to do right now is just on uh, on Facebook. Just look up Dragon Fest, <laughs> and you'll get like all sorts <laughs> right. of things. Yeah, you'll get the VIP uh, uh, rummage sale event. You'll get the. Uh, uh, potluck event, you'll get the uh, um, Dragon Fest event, so yeah, do that, do that uh, yeah, and if you can come out, that's uh, that'd, uh, that'd be cool, um, just know that uh, Bob and I run around like chickens with our heads cut off, so you know, if uh, people come out um, you know just, you know, be patient with us because, you know, we, we still have to run an event, and we still have to uh, do interviews and stuff like that, and you know, please don't take it personally if we go, hey, blah, 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 five minutes and we're gone. We'll be back. That kind of thing. I The show must go on. Chuck Norris does not get invited, says John Lupo. Chuck Norris is simply, just simply shows up. That's a good one, John. A good take on the Chuck Norris joke. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> all, all right. Well, let's do some closing comments um, on our discussion of what makes a master so we can uh, end the show because we've only got about five minutes left to our broadcast. So, Bob, any last-minute tidbits from you, buddy? Oh, this was a great show. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I, I love the panel we get on with, with George and with Wayne and with Patrick. Uh, Tony, when he can make it. Uh, yeah. We had a great discussion a lot, lot of, lot of comments came up that that were amazing. Uh, John Lupo had some great comments. I loved them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this Facebook Live, we we can do a lot more stuff. We're, I don't know. It was just a great show. Yeah. And Wayne, last minute tidbit. I want to say thanks to to you and Bob uh, for allowing me to be a part of your your show for these last few years. Um, you guys have been awesome. Uh, I know we've never met face to face, but I, I can't wait for the day we that will. we do. Um, we will, and we'll party. I mean, I, I, lo- <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are awesome, and yes, we will party. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe next year Wayne planned on coming out and bringing the family out to LA for Dragon Fest. Yeah, that would be awesome. 
That would be really awesome. I, I know my uh, my boys would love that because uh, you know they're yeah, into the martial fun. arts and stuff. But yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. And you too, Patrick. Yeah. We met you the one time at the Masters, but come out for Dragon Fest. We'll, we'll get together again. I am I am really 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 planning on making a trip to hang out with you guys again because I think you guys are amazing, and I thank you Aww. so much for letting me be a part of your Zoku. Definitely. Oh, you are part of the the crew. That's for sure. And George, any last minute tidbits from from our one of our best fans, I guess. <laughs> That's a, for lack of a better uh, not term. Not really. I, 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 I love the, the show. I love the show, and I, I really hope I can make it out there for Dragon Fest this year. Very uh, so cool. I'd love to see you again and and see all, everybody else there, of course, obviously. <laughs> right on. Right on. Now is, now, is is the meal before the Dragon Fest or? Well, the okay, so the the potluck tea party is on July twenty second. It's not the same day as Dragon Fest. July twenty second is like the pre party. Um, the only way to get in is to bring food, and what it is, oh, it's, it's just, cool. yeah, it's just it's just a gathering. Where you can like uh, say hello to, chips. yeah, just don't bring potato chips or I will go eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we bring two bags of potato chips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. bring food. You know, food. You know, <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that yeah, brings a bag right. of chips. Well, I, 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 well, I probably won't be able to make it. Food. Bobby <laughs> won't be able to make it to 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 the meal because that's like taking like three weeks off from work. I'm not sure if I could do that, but yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a get gathering. It's not like anything formal. It's not like a you have to be there. You know, anyone well, that's, that's going to try to make it to Dragon Fest and then the uh, the red carpet event after that the day after. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah. Now, John Lupo uh, is going to end our broadcast with this other cool Chuck Norris joke. He says, Chuck Norris is starting his own political party, the Pain for Gain Party. Membership is mandatory or else. Thank you so much, John, for that awesome (laughs) Chuck Norris joke. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. And thank you, our listeners and viewers out there. Without you guys, you guys wouldn't be... uh, making this uh, the show wouldn't be what it would be without the support of you guys uh we love that people from like all over the world are listening um thank you thank you thank you so until next well what is next week that is the 13 14 15 16 okay so that's the 16th 17th 18th weekend so yes we are going to have we are going to have a, a show because I'm like, when am I leaving for Burbank again? I know it's like after next week. <laughs> but until then, keep your eyes peeled on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Like and follow the page. You'll be able to get a lot of great information there. News and health news and uh, and uh, information about our next shows. Um, put it door suggestions for discussion subjects there on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page or email me dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com if you've got a suggestion for someone that you want to have as a guest or PM me right here on Facebook. Alright everybody how about now? Bye everybody. Good night everybody. Great week guys. Bye. You too. Bye.
Love you guys. Shady, Howard, John, everybody. Love you guys. See y'all next week. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.